0: Often vulgar, always explicit, and sometimes funny. Slap box. Slap box. Welcome to the Slap Box Podcast. This is episode five hundred ten? Five five ones? Yeah, five ten. Had to double check. Yes, I am your host, Josh Albrecht, recording in the Slapbox penthouse yet again, and uh, Agent Mulder doing his cat stuff right behind me, just chilling out, chilling, and I've got a hangover. (laughs) Son of a bitch. I guess being in my 40s, it's just alcohol and I are just not mixing anymore. It's uh, not a thing that... It really does well with with the old body here. The old uh, 41-year-old body is just not loving alcohol at all. I was loving it last night. Loving it last night. I was playing with uh, Jimmy Cromagnon, magnon who uh, used to be on the old show from time to time. Uh, back when we did it at the old muffin hut there, and uh, Leia, of course, would hump his leg all the time. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, I was playing video games, of course, with Jimmy Crow Magnon online and uh, some Call of Duty action. And, uh, you know, I still had a bottle of gin in my freezer from, I don't know, like January or February. I still haven't managed to kill that thing off. And, uh, (laughs) yeah, I did a little bit of it last night. I had a whole three drinks of it. And I've still got a hangover. This is like 24 hours later, basically. Or almost, since my last drink. And my body's still fucked up, man. Still fucked up. Although my second drink, I gotta admit, I poured way too much gin in. There was a lot of gin in that second drink. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm not pouring the gin back in the bottle. (laughs) It was a bad pour. It was a bad pour. And uh shouldn't have had the third one on top of it. The third one was much less gin, but still add more fuel to the fire. And uh you know, it's it's been a rough day. Been a rough day. I managed to get out and uh because uh had a group run scheduled and uh Oh I didn't I wouldn't I probably would have slept until like three in the afternoon today or so if if not, man, I was just in rough shape. But uh I I went and ran. I had snow cones. <laughs> Fucking Oh, it was brutal, brutal stuff. And uh <laughs> Uh yeah, I'm still in in pain. Tried to level it off too with like eating a lot of food there, Fizzolis one with uh uh my, my mother and uh had some fizzoles and uh yeah, I don't know. That food, I don't know if that helped or made it worse. I, I still don't know the answer to that. It was a few hours ago. I feel like eating probably helped somewhat. I'm working on a Gatorade in it right now, trying to maybe you know put some electrolytes in the old system, and it's like, fuck, man. Fuck. Back in my heavy drinking days, late 20s, early 30s, very early thirties. <laughs> I would have been like, "What? Seriously? You had three drinks last night, and you fucking feel like you're gonna die? What the fuck is wrong with you?" <laughs> would have laughed. I'd be like, "Man, to have anywhere near that, I had to have almost a full fifth of you know gin or whatever it was I was drinking back in the day. <sighs> Maybe not a full fifth. Maybe like half a fifth. Either way." Ugh. I, there was a lot of gin in that second drink, though. Maybe it, maybe I'm not as bad off, or you know, maybe there's a good reason for it. Plus, I had the food that I ate yesterday may have played some part into why I feel like shit. <laughs> Although, you know, I I before I drank, I had a full foot long from Subway, a thing a big meatball, like a foot of meat in my mouth, just you know going down my throat, nice and slow. Just oh in not out that moment it came out a little bit today <laughs> I was gonna say in and out but no it it went in and it's somewhat out today as I did shit a little bit this morning and then when I did I, I almost puked I almost puked I was like holy shit I haven't puked from drinking in years I didn't but I was like you know what? I'm gonna lay back down again for, for a little while before this run Ugh. damn and I'm all itchy, I guess, from being out in the sun. Although I did wear sunscreen. <laughs> I tried I tried to make it easier on myself. Even though I was torturing my body my brain as it hurts. Maybe I should have taken some leave or something, I don't know. It's they just I feel like I've gotten my ass kicked. Like there was a gang of of fellas that came over while I was passed out and just kicked the shit out of me. Okay, maybe it's not that bad, but, man, yeah, I do feel (laughs) rough. What a way to start off the holiday weekend. Um, I had actually intended to do, like, you know, try to do some stuff that was productive yesterday. I was like, I'm going to do all this shit, like, and try to find a way to create some more income to uh, help pay for, you know, the whole uh, penthouse and such, and uh, really... Maybe try to do something proactive. I don't know, clean? (laughs) (laughs) Something productive? Something? Uh, And instead, I I, uh, ate some Subway, watched uh, all of Kenobi. Kenobi. Both episodes they released. And I started the first episode of Stranger Things yesterday, and I finished watching it today, the first episode, and I got into the second episode, I believe? Is where I'm at? I think so. But uh, all in all, yeah, and I've I've watched some Better Call Saul this week, their, I guess, mid-season break, as it were. The, the ending on that, oh, man, oh, my. Fantastic. Fantastic. They went out with a bang. <laughs> Almost right at there at the end. I mean, it's within seconds of the ending, the bang. Uh Howard will be missed. <laughs> uh but uh I am really looking forward to the uh, better call Saul the final six episodes I believe because it's this was uh, episode 6 and they are uh doing another six it's sometime in July I think. And uh <sighs> you know, I can't help <laughs> it's more and more looking I want to... You know, part of me wanted to believe maybe they wouldn't kill off some of the characters that are in Better Call Saul that were never appeared in better in uh, Breaking Bad. But, uh, you know, the more and more I'm starting to think, well, you know, like Kim Wexler, for uh, instance. Uh, unless, it look, unless the theories are right that Jimmy leaves her, then... Uh, uh, I I think she's going to end up dying. I think they're going to kill her. I don't know if it's Lalo maybe maybe Fring is going to have her killed for some reason. I don't I don't know, but uh, I'm leaning more towards the fact that Kim Wexler will will die before the end of Better Call Saul. I would imagine it'd be the last episode if they do kill Kim, unless you know. Her and Jimmy just split. And, uh, or Saul, Mr. Saul, if they just split. And, uh, maybe she helped him hide in, uh, in the, uh, Cinnabon. She's just managing the store next to him. I doubt it. I imagine she's probably well below ground at that point. Just saying. Pretty certain she's probably amongst the dead. (laughs) Uh,. But damn, yeah, great, great oh, I love that show. There's so much good stuff going on right now. And I've still been really looking forward, looking to possibly do like a part-time job and stuff. Ugh, but it's like I already have very little time. You know, it's like, oh, I, there's so much good television on right now and so many things to do. It's like, oh, when do I have time for any of this stuff? Ugh, but... uh I gotta say, it was pretty great last night. You know, minus the whole uh, doing the stuff that led to the fucking <laughs> really bad hangover today. Uh, it was it was nice to just watch a bunch of TV because usually uh, I don't really have like a, a long period of time each day to like watch something. So I usually end up breaking episodes of whatever down into smaller portions and do like while I'm eating. I'll get in some of a show, and uh, like right before I, I pass out i'll uh put some shit on for the last you know half an hour, maybe an hour if I really get so into something'm like, ah, oh, fuck, you know, there goes, <laughs> I just end up missing out on sleep that's what happens, but you know it's what you gotta do when you're you're entertained i guess when you gotta know what what happens in the end that's what you gotta know uh what what you gotta do whatever um <laughs> damn it. Hangover suck. Uh I it, I've been really slow to start the episode tonight cuz man it's just the head, the head pounding and everything and just just being real sluggish is uh it's been hard to get motivated. I wasn't really sure how my head would hold up to uh the the headphones and my my voice reverberating into my ears. And uh I mean I'm holding I'm holding strong. But <laughs> there's no way I wasn't going to do it just because of the fact that I had a hangover. I'm sure I've done episodes in the past where I had a hangover. It's been a minute. Been a real long minute. I'd have to really really go back through the catalogue of five hundred and nine other episodes to find <laughs> to find that. I know I got drunk on plenty of episodes back in the day. But I'm sure there had to be at some point where I was rocking a, a fucking hangover. It's not. It's not great. It's not great. I think it's easier to drink when you haven't had a hangover. You know, do a do an episode. It's more enjoyable, I guess, though, than like <laughs> doing it with a hangover. I was thinking earlier that, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, admittedly, I have drank after consuming alcohol at times that I shouldn't have done. And thankfully nothing happened other than me getting to the, where I intended to go. Um, what I was going to get to though, what I was thinking about, like I've had more dangerous car rides with a hangover <laughs> than like the, the few times that, uh, I drank when I shouldn't or drove when I sh- had a few too many. And, uh, Usually the big problem there is though I'm also usually really tired plus the being kind of on, on the uh, drunk side of things and that makes it very difficult to drive. Um, but uh, <sighs> I've had some rough, one in particular, I had just a rough, rough uh, drive home while being hung over to where it's hard to like fixate on the road, got my head out the fucking window <laughs> trying to get air it's like can't can't get uh cool enough, which I've had that problem today like i just i can't get the the penthouse cold enough i'm just fucking i'm burning up just burning i'm hot i'm hot, so hot the touch but uh <laughs> i don't know driving with the hangover's not great i I did all right today i did all right today i wasn't uh, again I only had like three drinks last night there's times where I way overdid it with drinking the next day man it was like fuck and I had to drive like there was some times back in the day over Jimmy cro house when we used to do the beer pong over there and I would get so inebriated and the next day trying to get back home was like it was almost like Lord of the Rings like with Frodo they're trying to get to Mount uh, with Mordor and you know you, they gotta get through all these trials and tribulations there's demons it almost seemed that way like driving from New Haven to Washington which is what is it, like even if there's traffic what it might take like 15 minutes I don't know it's, it's, it's not a very long trip <laughs> but uh, <clears throat> it seems like an eternity if you've got a massive hangover and you just want to fucking get back to your bed and uh, you know, sleep it off. Make time speed up as you somehow recover. And uh, <laughs> not not great, not great. Thankfully, back then I didn't have a stick shift. That would have been oh, that would have been a nightmare. That would have been just horrible, having to also shift. Or, of course, once you're on the highway, I got maybe not that bad because most of the drive was on the highway. And uh with it being on the highway, you know, once you get it up to the speed you're going and you're gonna keep a consistent speed, you don't have to keep shifting, so the the shifting part would only be a problem very briefly. Very briefly. But uh Ugh. Oh, I almost <laughs> I almost drive drove after the run uh barefoot, which I've attempted to do like once before. I drove like a couple blocks barefoot while having the uh, stick shift and got to say, that's a really dumb idea. It's really hard to push in a clutch when you're barefoot. It's just such a small, awkward pedal. F- if you don't have a shoe on, it's, it's not great, but uh, I thought about doing it just simply because I didn't want to get uh, the, what I consider the Katie litter from the Katie trail. It's all the gravel from the Katie trail. It's been a little wet. <laughs> I, my car is pretty dirty at the moment now. I haven't cleaned it in a long time. Um <sighs> since I've had the cat, I haven't really uh I really haven't cleaned the car a whole lot. <laughs> it's just got so much fucking cat hair. It's just so hard to get rid of. Um but uh usually when I do that, I'll bring an extra pair of shoes with me and when I uh, I'm done on the Katy Trail, pop the shoes off in a bag. And so I don't get that shit all over the car. And but it didn't seem like there was that much shit on the shoes. I I did have a bag like an empty bag in there, but didn't have an extra pair of shoes. I thought about driving barefoot. And I was like, yeah, no, let's not. Let's not. Let's not put that much caution into the wind. Hangover plus driving, stick, shift, barefoot. Which it is also illegal to uh, drive barefoot, but I imagine they're not going to know that unless, you know, they pull me over. (laughs) (laughs) It's a hard, hard one to get caught doing unless... You're. It's clear that that uh, you know you're driving radically or just you know doing going over the speed limit, or something. Uh. Anyway, yeah. So that's that's been my day. where I'm at. Still back at the uh, hangover. Um. Thoughts on Kenobi, man. Um. I was really pumped to finally get around to seeing Obi Wan Kenobi. Um. Starting out like the first episode, I, it, was, it seemed kind of slow seem kind of slow and man, I almost feel like the, the budget on this one is not as, as high as it should be because some of the quality of the stuff just doesn't look as great as I I would like. I, I almost like seeing it. I wish that it was more of a movie. They would have had a much higher budget. Uh, but that being said, the second episode is starting to get pretty good and I like where it's going at the end there. It looks pretty solid. Um, you get a spoiler a glimpse of vader at the end in the old back to tank and uh i'm excited for to see some uh jedi action with mr obi-wan kenobi old ben and uh you get some inquisitor action they're they're rocking the lightsabers and, uh, though you don't get to see him kill Flea. Apparently Flea was killed by one of the, that is the bass player from the <laughs> Red Hot Chili Peppers. He makes an appearance in there. And, uh, they, they, it's implied they kill him. You don't see it, but, uh, Inquisitor must've hit him with a, a blade. But, uh, I guess Disney was, hey, you know, maybe they don't, we don't need to, to show it. Whereas, you know, old school Star Wars, they were fine with, uh, cutting off limbs and stuff and you'd be unable to see it with uh and i'm just like uh how can you have obi-wan kenobi battling people with a lightsaber and such and not see somebody get their arm cut off or something you know that just uh, (laughs) i feel like we need that uh but uh it's i mean it's it's got a lot of promise you know I, i feel like uh I, I want to love it. I want to love it. But the, there was the slowness to the first episode. I think it it's taken a, a while for this show to get their groove. And, uh, they need to talk to Stella and see about how, how she got her groove back. Of course, you know, <laughs> slightly different. That's an old, was it a 90s reference? I'm not even sure. <laughs> Early 2000s? That's an old reference. Uh... But uh man, uh, uh, watching Stranger Things, I was, w- was kind of weird like I've been waiting for season 4 of Stranger Things now for a minute. You know, it's been the last season came out several years ago now. Um and uh it's been shit, yeah. Let's see here. Uh <laughs> anyway, they had the big cliffhanger with uh, hop going into the portal, I guess or whatever hands up in Russia and the like the the exciting part to me of getting into stranger things was you know i mean it's a coming of age tale and it's like had very much a vibe of the eighties movies with uh I mean, there's just so many coming-age movies in that time period, and, you know, the show's based in the 80s, so it had a very Stand By Me uh, feel, even though Stand By Me was made in, like, the 80s. It was took place in the 50s, fun fact. Uh, <laughs> the story did, I believe. And then, you know, just a lot of classic 80s uh, stuff like Goonies, and uh, a lot of that might just be the fact that I was a kid at the time. There's probably some coming-of-age stories now, but uh, my love for the 80s coming-of-age movies probably has something to do with me being a kid if I'm really looking into it and thinking about it. But uh, anyway, uh, (laughs) my point is, like, all these kids that started out, the show came out in 2016. And, uh, of course, when uh, Hollywood, they make all this, you know, shows and movies and such, they hire actors that are usually, when they're playing kids, they're usually two to three years older or more than what they're actually playing. They find older kids to, uh, (coughs) you know, play high schoolers or whatever and uh, (laughs) it's kind of strange anyway in general Um, but uh, when you know these people's ages and when it starts to show well with Stranger Things there was such a big gap of time between season 3 and season 4 that these kids aged a lot they're fucking adults now every single one of them are adults now which is crazy to me it's like what is the next season going to be them in their 30s and they're going to be playing like 20 year olds (laughs) <laughs> Which is the case for one of the characters? Uh, I, I can't remember uh, the character's name here. Um, but uh, he, uh, let's see here, Steve, the character Steve. He uh, he's thirty, <laughs> and he's playing like he just got out of high school. <laughs> like that is a. Uh, very much like the show uh, Pen15, if you've uh, watched that, it's, uh, on Hulu. I don't know if they're still making that one. That one's a fucking weird show. That are women in their, like, 30s or 40s. I'm not sure how old they are. But they're uh, playing themselves in, like, junior high. And uh, it can be a little off-putting at times when you uh, <laughs> realize. Because you can clearly tell that they are not junior high kids. But the rest of the cast is all played by children that look like they're in fucking junior high. Meanwhile, you have these two that are clearly not. Um, but th- th- this is the kind of weird thing that I've kind of felt like going into Stranger Things Season 4 here, knowing how old all this cast is now. It's kind of weird. <laughs> and uh, But I'm buying into it. I'm watching it. Uh, again, I'm like somewhere in... Like halfway through the second episode or so. And, uh, <coughs> the. <laughs> oh, man. I forgot Rob- Robert England was in there somewhere. Shit. Love me some Robert England. I'm looking at the cast here for it. Uh, but, uh, they, uh, I'm th- there's several characters. I mean, they're all, like, supposed to be, like, in high school and shit, with the exception of, like, Hop. Fucking uh, Winona Ryder's character and such, you know, they're adults, but for the most part, the cast is supposed to be pretty fucking young. It it's it's a little weird, A little weird, uh, strange. Um, but uh, man, ah, uh, now I'm getting problems with the old allergies here. Seeing that uh, the old Agent Mulder stuff is getting to me. Um, But, uh, yeah, it's really weird seeing them play high schoolers and stuff. But that's, like, been a classic thing in Hollywood, Um, that old people playing younger. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, it's really weird. I'm looking at all of their ages again here. There's only one of them here is still... Slightly underage. <laughs> Noah Schnapp. He plays Will Byers. He's the one in the original season that gets like sucked into the upside down. And, uh, <laughs> well, he was the missing kid. Um, so he's still 17, where it looks like the rest of them are all <laughs> 30s. Well, not 30s, like 20s, then up. But, uh, We've got one that's like 30. He's the old man of the group. You know, I bet like uh, behind the scenes, you know, when they're making this shit, they're probably getting them all kinds of shit. Old man. Uh, how was that fucking college final, old man? Your first day of college at 30. <laughs> it's really strange to me, too, seeing uh, Maya Hawke. Uh, that it is uh, Uma Thurman and Ethan Hawke's daughter. And her voice... Is like her mom's, and it's throwing me off because it's not Uma Thurman, but it clear. I mean, it's it is. It's weird. It's playing some weird mind games on me. I don't know. I'm like going into the upside down. I'm not sure what's going what's happening here. It's fucking with my brain. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's pretty good. The the opening's kind of kind of crazy because uh, there's a. Right before the first episode, there is a warning (laughs) and, like, an apology, I guess, at the very beginning about uh, (coughs) the fact that there was, of course, the uh, school shooting in Evaldi, Texas, unfortunately, you know, with the, the children and stuff, and... They have, like, a, a warning of, like, hey, this is very graphic. This was filmed over a year ago before this, the shooting. <laughs> we didn't know, you know. And they just, like, you know, I mean, they just put it out right after that shooting. And there's a scene where there's just a bunch of dead kids just in, in this in this room. Well, I guess in this building. Not from a school shooting, but, yeah, a lot of the dead kids at the beginning of Strangers Things. And then it just goes, like, oh, we're in high school. It's a bit of a weird segue into, into that, like from just like boom in your face. The testing facility where there's all these dead kids, then to like, oh, hey, hey, check it out. We're going to school. <laughs> Nothing to see here. Uh anyway. It it seems entertaining. I am again not very far into it. Uh I don't know how many episodes they've released as of yet. I know that uh they only put out a chunk uh like a small chunk or you know half I guess the episode's out so far this is where uh we should get the other half at some point. I don't remember when they're releasing it, maybe in July or something, not real sure um, <clears throat> and they, don't know when the uh Yeah, I'm trying to see release date. Here we go. July f- – oh, shit. <laughs> the premiere July 15th of 2016, they're saying, of the show. I guess I should have been more. Return date. Here we go. Ba-ba. We might have to wait a little bit longer than July, I would think, to see the other segment. Um, ba-ba-da-ba. I know I saw somewhere they mentioned a release date. I don't know why these articles can't just put it. Okay, July 1st. Okay, so we got not not too long ago. Just a couple weeks. And uh oh, I just ah, thinking back the, like last week when I did the show and I just gotten the damn <laughs> Jerry summons. Like fuck. I I hope <laughs> I don't have to do jury duty on Wednesday. I won't know early probably until Tuesday night whether or not I officially have to do it. I'm feeling like it's a definite man. It's That third time is a charm. I'm gonna be end up doing jury duty, uh, which I guess would be a good idea for me to maybe <laughs> look to see what if I can find some crazy jury duty stories here on the on the old internet. Here we go. Jury duty horror stories. What can we find here on uh, Kayora Ke- or whatever? No, let's not read that. Um, um, Kayora. we'll go with it. I, I'm probably pronouncing that wrong. It means question, right, in Espanol? <laughs> uh <clears throat> see here. The post is, do you have a jury st- duty horror story do do, and it says uh, anonymous here says i do but people will judge me for it so i'm going anonymous uh i was put on a jury for an insurance case a woman was claiming that since her car accident she'd been unable to work had gained weight and was essentially disabled She and her mom were hobbling in and out of the courtroom. I can't remember a lot of details about what they were suing for. It was a long time ago. A couple of days in, we took a bathroom break. Two of us jurors were in the far stalls when Miss Disabled and her mother walked in talking. I think they're going for it, said Mom. We could make a lot of money off this, said the daughter. They laughed a little and did their business and left. Me and the other juror came out of the stalls and looked at each other in horror... We knew this would change things. I was the forewoman, and we figured the procedure uh, we should follow was to report this to the judge, but we realized a mistrial would be declared. We were already three days in. Oh, I see why where the judging comes in. I was like, where's the, okay. Three days in, man, that's, uh, I don't want to be in, oh, I don't want to be in court courtroom that much. Fuck, this could really suck. Okay, we decided to keep it to ourselves and let the other jurors decide based on just the merits of the case. We, too, would try our best to do that also. The vote was unanimous. We did not uphold her claim, but it almost all went down in flames that day. If you're ever testifying in court, don't assume you can run your mouth off in the bathroom. Hmm. But uh, Rick Shaw here got, uh, says, My father was a juror on a civil suit long ago before cell phones. The plaintiff was the wife of a man who was struck and killed by a car while walking across a highway in a heavy rain at night in dark clothing. His car had broken down and was on the left shoulder, so he needed to get to the right side to leave the highway and find help. The defendant was the driver. Though driving carefully in the bad weather, he could not avoid striking the man who used bad judgment in running across the highway. Um, given the storm that night and that the uh, wife's husband was an impossible-to-see moving object, the jurors did not think the defendant was liable. They were sympathetic to the wife, but they just didn't think it was the driver's fault, all except one juror. That juror was a woman who refused to listen to the logic i.e. Uh, it would be impossible to see a person crossing a highway under these those conditions. The juror, the juror insisted the accident could have been avoided and was adamant to award the plaintiff damages. It was clear to other jurors that her motivation for her strong stance was that she was the same race as the plaintiff and her, her husband. The jurors were a mix of races and genders, but she was the only one who was the same as the plaintiff. After a couple of hours of arguing with her, the rest of the jurors capitulated and agreed to award the damages to the plaintiff in the low six-figure range. They rationalized it by thinking that insurance would pay it anyway. Back in the courtroom when their decision was read out, the defendant looked utterly deflated. My dad didn't understand his reaction given that insurance should take care of it, so after everyone was dismissed, he asked the defendant's attorney, attorney what was going on. Turns out the defendant did not have insurance. If he had, it would have been settled out of court long ago, and they were not allowed to bring up insurance coverage in the trial, specifically to prevent a tr- jury from letting that be a decision-making factor. So in the end, the damages awarded would be garnished from the defendant's wages and take several years to pay off. My dad felt really bad, but he, uh, he let one rogue juror swing them. Uh, oh, damn it. I just clicked on an ad. (laughs) See here. August Winters, who I guess is a line cook, says from 2018 to present. This isn't my story. My father told me this story when I got my first jury summons once I turned 18. This happened when he was called for jury duty right after moving to California in the mid-70s. He was a hippie from the East Coast, went to Woodstock when he was 17, and worked as a runner at the New York Stock Exchange when Abby Hoffman threw money from the Visitor's Gallery balcony. He's fair but firm in his beliefs and never had a problem saying what needed to be said. With that background aside, here's my dad's jury duty story. My dad was called to serve as a juror for an assault and battery criminal trial. The victim was an elderly uh, man who was beaten, carjacked, and robbed while waiting at a red light. The defense and prosecution got through uh, excusing the people who couldn't serve for whatever reason, then started questioning the juror pool. The DEA asked, What would you say if the defendant was found driving the victim's car, wearing the victim's watch, and with the victim's wallet in his pocket? My dad answered, Hang him. <laughs> The entire juror pool all started loudly agreeing and talking amongst themselves as to what punishment would best suit someone who is so obviously guilty. The entire jury pool was dismissed. My dad later read in the paper the defendant chose to take a plea bargain. My dad was probably blacklisted because he never, for the following 30-odd years, received another jury summons. You know I was thinking if I really wanted to get out of it? that I could just go in there and just say, fucking guilty, 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 hang him, kill him, that they would just let me uh <laughs> out the case, which sounds like maybe that works. I, I, I'm not going to do it. I just want to say I'm not, I'm not advocating that. I'm not going to do that. Um. Anyway, here is another one uh, from Michael Hill. Apparently he has written nine books, this Michael Hill. Uh, A friend told me of a case... He was a a juror. It was a rape case and 11 and a 11. The other people believed the man innocent and he did not. Uh, over time he managed to persuade the others. He was right. And the man was found guilty after which his previous convictions were shown and he had raped women before. Ooh, like man, the guy could have worded uh, slightly better there, but, uh, uh, That, that sucks. So, yeah. <laughs> Let's see here. Find a... Don Stribling, former writer, retired. Several years ago, I served on a grand jury and was so appalled by its unethical practices, I wrote a four-page letter of complaint to the chief judge of the circuit, photocopied documents, and signatures instead of actual items unnecessarily reading a signed confession of a detailed account of a child molestation, apparently for lascivious interest. We had the signature, send it to trial. Sending us photocopied written testimony without providing the actual person to question, the same undercover agent testifying against numerous drug dealers, both endangering and suspicious, etc. At least on two occasions, the deputies state's attorney who I had sent downstairs to pull original documents from the circuit clerk's office, turned at the door to give me the stink eye. Eventually the chief judge appeared before the grand jury to, uh, to compliment me on my letter and informed me I didn't have to play with the other children. If I didn't want to, he said they only needed a quorum. So when they tossed the ethics out the window, I, I was permitted to look the other way. um, Oh, here we. Here's a related thing. Here's a. This is an interesting. Okay, vi This is Stephen Kahn, vice president at Pulse Research Lab. Uh, so, Oh, I guess no. There's a related story I can click on on here, but here's a. Yeah, what's the dumbest excuse you can uh to get out of jury duty that worked? Originally answered what? Yeah, okay. I eventually got seated and served as a person, but during selection the judge asked if anyone in the audience would have a problem following the proceedings in English a Korean man in a business suit raised his hand and the judge gestured to him Langrage barrier he stammered slowly <laughs> Langrage barrier I guess is what Langrage <laughs> yes do you feel that you would have issues following the proceedings Langrage barrier he repeated <laughs> With great effort. So you don't feel your English is sufficient to language barrier. The man interrupted him. The judge gave a small shrug and declared, okay, you are excused. The man stood up, said, thank you, your honor. Flawless English. And exited the room to significant laughter. His honor was not amused. (laughs) Uh, Son of a bitch. I don't, uh. Well I wanted to uh click on this other story here, but it won't let me do it um funniest uh for jury duty here we go that'll be some good shit here hopefully some good stuff i I'm hoping for some good good stuff or maybe some some you know maybe some ideas. <laughs> this is off distractify.com. It's Twitter's 19 Funniest Excuses to Get You Out of Jury Duty Um, by Zachary Brenner. Here is, is, uh, I served on a jury shortly after graduating college. It was fine because I didn't have a job at that point and didn't have anything better to do. Where if you were to ask me today to serve on a jury, I would do whatever I could to get out of it. I have too many other things on my plate to worry about small stuff like the like the pursuit of justice. I can simply say that I don't think I can be impartial and that normally gets you off pretty quickly, but that seems boring. So I think I'll use one of these more creative responses. Uh, does the tapeworm get a say? (laughs) Uh, I have a tapeworm. That's a, I guess uh, it looks like from a show on Comedy Central. It Says I have a tapeworm, which I guess Comedy Central is not a thing anymore. I think it's actually called something else now. Which I don't have cable, so for me, uh, but other people listening would be like, "Yeah, dumbass, <laughs> you don't have cable, so I don't, I wouldn't know." Um. Oh, <laughs> number two is: Do you want to go against the prophecy? <laughs> Hashtag get out of jury duty in four words. End every sentence with. According to the prophecy uh, I guess that might work, you know they're gonna think you're a bit cray cray um see uh, number three here, I think we're done here. you could just so say which we i guess found in that other story is I know they're guilty, <laughs> which they are there, i guess I guess that's still considered is it conjunction considered uh one word? Would that be one or or four or five words? Uh, anyway. Uh, everyone loves it when the jury jokes around. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they do. Let's see here. Will the accused please come before the judge? Uh, where's the pick? I got to see this pick here. Damn it. It doesn't look like that exists anymore. You sons of bitches. Um, You motherfuckers. Oh, no, no. God damn it, I lost the fucking story. That is a bitch. Pull up the history. You motherfuckers. That was a real smooth one. Like, Twitter was, like, had... Um, here we go. Back to the goddamn thing. (laughs) Apparently I'm not signed into Twitter on this computer. (sighs) Ah... Oh, here we oh, I like this one. But this one's I don't I don't want to say something that could give me in trouble in, in other areas. Or you know, there's people this is in Franklin County. I live in Franklin County. You know, I don't wanna, <laughs> this one uh my erection won't stop. <laughs> uh that's that's how you answer. My erection won't stop. That could be a problem. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Number six. What would you expect me to do? Um, see, it says quoting Jesus, "Do not judge others." Saint <laughs> Matthew seven one. Uh, uh, this one's uh. There's laughter in manslaughter. Just say that. Uh, well, I guess that would work. Um, dry hump the bailiff. That's not really words, but I mean, I guess that is four words to get out of it. Just get on the bail. That might get you in jail. I don't know. That's uh. There's once s- one says to just applaud after every answer, just like just rock out. You just woo, yeah. I mean, Jerry Springer, put your hands in the air. Just yeah. Um, Kitty here, which really seems to love to reply to this stuff. She keeps putting on there. Uh, various things she says. Answer everything in meows. I was going for ch- excuses people really use. This is just Twitter stuff, you know. It's just not not as interesting. Um, let's see, uh, um, ex- why the hell? <laughs> I don't know why. here we go back to it trying to get back to uh Uh. oh here we go the five weirdest things people have done this seems much better much better here this is finelaw.com that seems like i should be able to get some better better quality stuff out of here um By Christopher Coble, Esquire. Uh, Can happen to the best of us nine-year-olds, German shepherds, even Mr. T, and most of us will do our best to avoid them. Civic duty and civil penalties be damned. There's the -the run-of-the-mill jury duty excuses like sickness or upcoming vacation. And then there's the stranger ones. I get claustrophobic, I don't work well with others, or I hate cops. And then there are these. Easily the weirdest things people have said or done to get out of jury duty. Woman fakes PTSD to dodge jury duty, gets caught bragging on radio. It's always a bad idea to talk about how you got away with your crimes after committing them, especially when you show up to jury duty in hair curlers, clown makeup, a t-shirt, a dress, reindeer socks, and two different shoes, and tell the judge, yeah, I have mental <laughs> issues. Uh This is, like, there's a whole story on it here. It's, uh... Susan Cole of Denver was arrested uh, um, back in 2012 here and is accused of faking PTSD to get out of jury duty. She allegedly showed up to clor- court in clown wake- makeup, of course, a T-shirt, dress shirt, and reindeer socks. Of course, we're also wearing hair curlers, two different shoes. Thinking the stone was clear, she went on a local radio show to brag about the ruse. The presiding judge happened to be listening in. And when that judge, Ann Mansfield, heard the story, she began looking through court records according to the New York Daily News. According to transcripts, Mansfield asked the entire panel of jurors if anyone had a mental illness. I got up and said, yeah, I have mental issues. Susan Cole said in her radio confession as reported by Denver's KUSA TV. Prosecutors apparently contacted Susan last month uh this is back then, back in 2012, I guess, asking her for an explanation instead of providing investigators with a doctor's note confirming her diagnosis. ABC News reports she gave them a copy of her book. She's the proud author of Seven uh, in- Initiations with Elway's Secrets, uh, which is about using the Bible to deal with difficult relationships. Susan Cole now faces felony charges. Yeah. I mean, she probably either got them or didn't at this point. um uh, see man avoids jury duty by wearing prisoner costume. How would they let him into court if uh he was actually a prisoner? um says people you know da-da. people have tried almost everything to trick uh trick in the book to get out of jury duty, but dressing up as a prisoner to get dismissed from jury duty is definitely a novel idea. James Lowe of Barnett, Vermont was summoned for jury duty on Tuesday of uh, June eleventh, two 2015, so seven years ago. Anyway, uh, unlike most people, he showed up wearing a prisoner costume he had on a black and white striped jumpsuit and matching beanie. We don't know if he did so hoping to get out of jury duty, but apparently it worked. Uh, that oh that was it that was I was hoping for more to the story there that was apparently it um oh pooh here's here's one uh want to get out of jury duty mention Jeffrey Dahmer friendship. is this a legit friendship? Oh, the joys of jury duty, the civic responsibility most citizens wish they weren't responsible for excuses range from uh personal prejudices to physical handicaps, to Jeffrey Dahmer. Yes, mentioning a friendship with Jeffrey Dahmer can now join in the list of viable excuses for getting out of jury duty. For those of you who don't know, Jeffrey Dahmer was a notorious mass murderer convicted of killing and dismembering several boys and men, mainly in the Milwaukee area. In all fairness, the dropping of Dahmer's name uh, came during a routine jury pool inquiry. When a judge was conducting the initial jury screening, he asked the same set of questions he always asks, including, has anyone you know ever been convicted of a crime? It was prospective juror John Backdef's response that caught the courtroom off guard. John Backdef, a popular cartoonist, honestly responded to judge's question by saying, I had a close friend in high school that killed 17 people. Backdef casually went on to explain his relationship with Dahmer as well as his new graphic novel set to be released, My Friend Dahmer, according to the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Needless to say, the judge, attorneys, and jury box were stunned by the response and Backdef was ultimately dismissed from jury duty. The purpose behind the line of questioning is to ensure that a fair and impartial jury is selected to sit on a given case. Friendship with Jeffrey Dahmer is not a per se bar from jury duty, but it may cause concern on both sides of the case. Now I'm, uh, man, I gotta, it sounds like this was a legit thing. Like he was, I gotta see if, about this graphic novel here. And is he, I guess he's, you know, capitalizing off of, oh, there's even a fucking movie. Um, good did I watch that much? I might have watched it hell oh, I don't know <clears throat> it looks like there's boy that's how did I not know about this movie I don't know how this uh it's, uh, it came out a while back um my friend Dumber. It doesn't look like it was like a really big movie like there's I guess the biggest name in here is Anne Haish. She was, I guess only in a couple of, she was in bigger stuff like a long time ago, but nothing, nothing in a long time. I don't see when this was fucking, oh, 2017. It's a fairly recent movie. Uh, five, Only five years old. But, uh, yeah, that, I, don't know, I don't even know what the, where's the fucking synopsis, you fuckers? Uh, a young Jeffrey Dahmer struggles to belong in high school. That's it. That's that's your synopsis. Well, I guess you don't need much info when uh, most people have heard of Jeffrey Dahmer, even though you know he he's been dead for quite a long time now. But that is interesting. That uh, that would be crazy to be in that court and be on the one of the other jury jurors or just be in the selection process and be like. God damn it, I wish I had that as an excuse. I wonder if somebody heard that. You know what? Um, uh, Yes, I was a friend. I had worked with, you know, like Ted Bundy on a political campaign. (laughs) And they're only, you know, like 17. Well, I guess you'd have to be 18 to work in a jur, be on a juror, whatever. (sighs) But I could see somebody else just like, oh, that's like that scene in Monty Python's Life of Brian. Where they're all going to get executed, and there's the different lines, and like, or where there's the one line they're going through, and uh, they're like, crucifixion? Yes. I'll grab a cross on the right, the door to the left, whatever. And then uh, the one guy gets the uh, brilliant idea. He's like, no, 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 no. freedom. I'm like, oh, freedom. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, I guess you can go then. They let that guy go. Then uh, the rest of them are like, "Oh, freedom, freedom!" They're like, "Oh, you, you guys, you, you fuckers, <laughs> trying to pull a fast one." When clearly the the other guy he was supposed to be crucified. Uh, classic Monty Python. Classic. Uh, but uh, oh, here's uh, here's another interesting excuse. Uh, Jesus Christ booted from Alabama court. It was, uh, everyone should do their civic duty to participate in the grand experiment. We call America. Vote. Recycle. Do jury duty when called. And if opening that jury summons has ever caused anyone to ask, what would Jesus do? It looks like we have an answer. She would show up. (laughs) This is the season when the birth of Christ is celebrated by members of his faith all around the world. Uh, This was written in December of 2009. Um, so yeah, it was the season. Um, but this is not why Jesus Christ turned up in a Jefferson County, Alabama courtroom. Jesus arrived because she was called for jury duty. Yes, she, when the potential juror formerly known as Dorothy Lola Killingworth presented herself, the judge was skeptical. Circuit court judge Scott Vowell said it raised eyebrows. So I asked her if that were truly her name. She assured me that it was. As you may have guessed, the 59-year-old former Miss Killingworth, which is a crazy name in its own, Killingworth, had uh, completed, completed a legal name change in probate court and, of course, had the driver's license to prove it. Unfortunately, like her namesake, the aforementioned Jesus Christ's presence was a bit challenging to the room. Court Administrator Sandra Turner told the Birmingham News that the other potential jurors uh, were somewhat surprised by the presence of Christ. (laughs) When her name was called, several people laughed. Jesus Christ finally had to be excused because her presence was just too disruptive. It seems she was asking more questions than she was answering. Potential juror Christ was uh, not being intentionally disruptive or difficult, though. That much is clear, unlike some Jefferson County residents, Christ did not try to get out of jury duty, Turner said. So, friends, the next time you are called for jury jury duty, please go and sin no more. Just serve without complaint. Jesus does, or tried to at least. That would be a little weird. I wonder if I'll uh, if I'll meet Jesus Christ at the jury pool. This is uh, a. <laughs> oh, there's a in New York here. It's New York City in January thirteenth of twenty twelve. The year the the world ended. Um, A Manhattan teacher deserves an A for effort trying to get out of work, but an F for forging a fake jury summons that was filed with elementary spelling errors. Mona Lisa Tello, (laughs) 61, had agreed to retire from Manhattan's High School of Graphic Communication Arts. After an internal investigation uncovered her fraud, uncovered her fraud, the New York Daily News reports she also faces criminal charges. Prosecutors allege Tello, Tello, uh, forged a jury summons to get excused from 15 days of work in 2010 and 2011. Tello collected more than three three thousand three hundred dollars in salary while playing hooky. The news Daily News reports justify her time off Mona Lisa Tello turned in a fake jury summons purportedly from a New Jersey courthouse the summons apparently was never spell checked instead of a trial Tello's fake jury summons said she was needed at a trail <laughs> the forged summons also used the word cited instead of uh, as an in S I T E D instead of cited with a C and manger instead of manager <laughs> Uh, What's more, Tello's fake summons also listed the wrong address and phone number for the New Jersey court. She put no fucking effort into this. Uh, In her defense, Tello told the website DNA Info she was forced to produce the fake jury summons after she allegedly fell down an escalator at her school and her principal refused to accept her accident report. But as most of us learned in kindergarten, lying is wrong. Even if you're trying to... To right another wrong, it seems Tello may be learning this lesson the hard way. Mona Lisa Tello has agreed to repay the school for her unexcused days off. She now faces three counts of criminal fraud in connection with her fake jury summons. I'm going to guess she probably lost that case. <laughs> uh, I, Glean, looking over that, I don't think I'm going to be using any great excuses there. Um,. <laughs> Again, I I'll probably answer everything legit. I don't know. We'll see. If the mood hits me right, maybe I'll I'll say some crazy shit. It'll just uh, maybe I need to watch some Pauly Shore Jury Duty and uh, you know, getting getting the spirit of things. Really, oh, uh, looking at the pictures, uh, Pauly Shore in the the robe holding the scales of justice there. 1995. It's only rated two stars on IMDb. Fun fact. <laughs> People on IMDb, apparently not fans of Pauly Shore, of this classic film. I forgot Tia Carrera was in that. Man, this, I haven't seen this movie since the 90s. Uh, this, uh, there's a... Uh, oh, it's a serial killer trial. I'm, I couldn't remember exact plot of jury duty other than he had to serve on a fucking jury. Uh, (laughs) Mm. But uh, in that one, he actually prolongs the trial to uh, stay on the jury so you can have free lodging. Now that'd be horrible. You, they take your phone from you. You're not allowed to call anybody when you're sequestered. Like I don't, I wouldn't want to be sequestered and just not be able to go anywhere. Although I think they feed you. I think that's a plus. I would, I would like that. Go ahead and feed me. Feed me, Seymour. Feed me. A little Shop of Whores uh, style. Get the, of course, I don't think they feed them people. <laughs> not in a, not in a jury. <laughs> I don't think they're doing nefarious things quite like that. Uh, at least I'll have something to talk about. Shit, you know what? Fuck, if I get sequestered and it goes on a while, I may not be able to do next week's podcast. But it'll give me a story for whenever I get to do it again. So if there's a long pause in the podcast, then I probably got sequestered to be a juror. So uh, with that note, I guess I'm good here. And uh, as always, that is a kid in a wheelchair, not a trash can.